Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on The Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Apostle Sonia Thompson. It's that time again for a sure, powerful, revelatory word for our Arise, Timothys and Sarahs. Listen in as Prophet Natalie Weston Scow shares an on-time word from the Holy Spirit. Hello, Timothys and Sarahs. Today, I want to talk to you about Proverbs 6, 16 through 17. If you'll turn to your... Bibles, Proverbs 6, 16 through 17. I want to talk about lying. Yep, I said it. Lying. Um, I want to talk to you. First, I want to share with you what God thinks about lying. And I'm going to take you straight to it. But I also want to talk about the forms of lying. Because I think sometimes we lie and we don't even know that we're doing it. And it's still something that God hates. Um, and so I want to talk about that today. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. So in Proverbs 6, 16 through 17, I'm going to read out of the message. It talks about the seven things that God hates. Here are six things God hates and one more that he loathes with a passion. Eyes that are arrogant a tongue that lies, hands that murder the innocent, a heart that hatches evil plots, feet that race down a wicked track, a mouth that lies under oath, a troublemaker in the family. I mean, it's plain as day. It says it right there, right? But just in case we need a little bit more clarification, let's go to the Amplified. We're going to go to the same, uh, ver uh, we're going to go to the Amplified version, same scripture, right? And it says, these six things the Lord hates, indeed seven are repulsive to him. And that's an interesting word, repulsive. A proud look, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. It also says a heart that creates wicked plans, feet that run swiftly to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, even half-truths. So I want to talk to you. So you might want to not um, document that it's Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, because that's what we're looking at here. Everybody with me? Um, a, so I want, to, I want to look at that on verse 19 in the Amplified. It says a false witness who breeds out lies, even half truths and one who spreads discord or rumors among brothers. So I want to point out several things here. First of all, I want to point out that he says he hates liars. Then he says arrogance. And then he mentions people that like to speak half truth. So I want to talk about those are three different types of lies. And I'm going to show you how they're lies. First of all, number one, lying is when we take something that isn't true and we make it true, right? It's false. Oh, I just saw, you know, so-and-so jump off the couch when he never did. That's a lie. That's, that's blatant, 
that's straight out, you know, and um, it's a complete lie. That's false information. Um, I saw cops, you know, rushing down the the highway, uh, chasing after a guy, and that never happened. Those are false. That's false. That's a lie, right? That's a blatant lie. In your face, it's obvious, right? But I want to talk about the more subtle ones. There are ways that we can subtly lie. And I think it's important that we talk. Why, why am I talking about lying? Lying can get you disqualified from things that God is trying to, is qualifying you to. Um, let me, let me expand on that. Let's say that you are um, headed in a particular direction with your life and you decide you want to lie uh, your way to that place. That's going to get you disqualified because eventually the truth is going to be found out because that's just what happens. But I think it's important that we find out the many ways that lies can happen um, because we can become associated with people or we ourselves um, can become people that live half truth. You know, we're only living half of our lives in truth and that's not okay. So I want to talk to you about lying. I already said lying is false, blatant untruth, right? In your face, false. It's not a true story. Made up. Let's talk about the exaggeration. Can you tell me what exaggeration is, Gavin? What's a exaggeration? It's taking a story and adding more to it or making it more than what it actually is. Okay, taking a story, adding more to it, or making it more than it actually is. Do you agree, Tiana? Yes. Okay, so yes, that's what it is. So the definition of exaggerate is to magnify beyond the limits of truth, Right? That's the part that really got me to magnify beyond the limits of truth. So how do we do that? Um, okay. So we can do that in some really extreme ways. We can see little kids say, wow, I saw this ginormous tree. It was like a hundred feet wide. And <clears throat> that's an exaggeration because we know the tree is not a hundred feet wide. Um, it's, 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 that's an exaggeration. So that's just a simple f way to, but I want you guys to focus on areas in your life that you may be exaggerating where you are magnifying beyond the limits of truth. Things like, uh, I mean, let's look at simple things like, oh, I, I have, you know, anything I want, my mom always buys for me. It doesn't matter what it is. Is that true? No. Do I buy you things? Yes. Do I do it anytime you want something? No, I don't. I don't do that. So just to be clear, that's an exaggeration. That's when I'm magnifying beyond the limits of truth. And I think we have to be careful because there are times that we're telling stories or we're telling a memory of something, or we're going back and we're talking about something, an experience that we had. And because of how we felt in the experience or felt at the time, we begin to use that as facts. And that's something the Lord was talking to me about this morning is sometimes we can confuse the two. I felt this way, but that doesn't mean that's what actually happened. And what happens is when we go to recant the story, um, it's not given. It, it, it becomes exaggerated, which is it becomes magnified beyond the limit of what is actually true. Right. So when when I went to the hospital and they gave me an injection um, on, in my arm 
you know, it felt like there were, uh, you know, a million hands touching me, but that's not true. There was only one, but it felt that way. Right. And so sometimes we can make something true because of how we felt in the moment. And I want us to make sure that we are, uh, going over the details of our life and just reflecting to see what are areas in my life where I'm exaggerating, where I'm taking the truth beyond its limits because God hates lies. At the end of the day, because it's not a truth, it is a lie and God doesn't like it. He hates it, right? Scripture says, I detest a liar, right? So arrogance, I want to talk to you about arrogance. So what is it to be arrogant? Does anybody know what it means to be arrogant? Overly confident is probably a good one. Arrogance. Um, it, It means to, this is when a person reveals to others and believes even about themselves an exaggerated sense of importance or ability. So, Let's talk about homeschooling real quick. Let's talk about typing class. Let's let's assume that Lucas is typing 35 words a minute and he tells his friends, look, guys, I can type 55 words a minute and I'm really good and I have minimal corrections. First of all, he's taking an ability that he has and he's exaggerating how good he is in that ability. That's an exaggeration. Now tell me, where's the truth in that? There isn't. Now watch this. Arrogance can sometimes have a half truth in it. Is Lucas typing well? Yes. Is he typing fast? Yes. Is he typing 55, 65 words a minute? No. This is where the exaggeration comes in. This is where the arrogance and then where it it steps. So it goes into exaggeration And then this is where it becomes arrogance. When I start telling everybody how good I am at typing, how well I'm doing. Oh, look, I'm I'm wonderful. Uh, I'm this. Let's talk about Spanish class. When we can, you know, are we, are some of us better than others? Sure. But when we take that and we, in other people's faces, begin to promote how good we are and how wonderful and the position I have, and this is why I'm going to be the best in this, that, and the other, we now have taken a truth, yes, you're good at it, and and presented an exaggerated form of that, right? And then we took it another step and said, look how great I am. Look at me. Look at how important I am. This is why I'm going to graduate with honors. This is why, whatever it is that, so can you see how one leads to the other? All of it is still alive, right? So I went ahead And I took an exaggerated form of the truth and that led me to arrogance. So just understand that exaggeration can lead to arrogance. All of it is a lie. God hates all of it. So we want to be watching out for those things. Why are we telling stories outside of what the truth is? Right now, do we understand? Can can we see how this can easily be done? Oh, I remember, you know, I remember, you know, when I was six years old and uh, I was living in this place and, you know, I fell off this slide and, uh, and, and I hit my head and 
I had a bump for seven weeks. But yet the truth of the story was you did live in that place. You did go down the slide and you scratched your head. You didn't have a bump on your head for seven weeks. That's an exaggeration. There is a reason. Of course, we know that there are spirits and there that influence us and there is a lying spirit that can influence us. But there's also a reason behind why we feel the need to exaggerate the truth. And here's the thing that it boils down to. When we don't value our words, when we don't value who we are in Christ, when we don't value the truth of who we are, when we don't see ourselves how God sees us, we begin to create an avenue that we think people would like better because we want someone to laugh, because we want someone to appreciate the stories, because we want attention. We will begin to slightly modify the story a little bit, make it a little bit more exaggerated. And when we do that, we magnify the, the, the truth beyond its limits. And that before God is a lie. And we don't want to make excuses for that. At the end of the day, the way to overcome this is to, first of all, we need to repent and ask God to forgive us for the lying tongue that we're walking around with. The second thing we want to do, right, is renounce every relationship and sever the tie that you have with the lying spirit. And then the third thing you want to do is you want to stick to the truth, stick to the truth in the story, stick to the truth in the facts, stick to the truth. And when you have said things, because I've done this, when you say things, because sometimes our emotions will cause us to remember something differently and we will experience a situation different than another person. But because we're going based on how we feel, the facts show up differently. And it has happened to me that I remember something a certain way. I remember how I felt in the moment. But the truth of the matter was this really wasn't said or it was actually said this way. And I've had to go back. And this is how you begin to repair and bring back. Uh, we bring ourselves back to a place of right standing with God is we begin to you can go back to those people that you've said things to and correct it. You know what? I didn't remember that properly. Really, this is what happened. Go back and correct it. Don't stay in the lie. Don't stay in the exaggeration. Don't remain in that place because when you do, you become a liar and God detests liars. He says it. He finds it repulsive. To be repulsed by these things is almost a vomiting. Yuck. I don't know about you. But I don't want God to ever look at me and find me or anything I'm doing repulsive. Well, here we are again, and I pray that you enjoyed this teaching and you were engaged by the presence of the Holy Spirit. What a word we got today. Do me a favor and share this with your friends and your family, especially those in the age group for the Arise Timothys and Sarahs. This is a word we need to hear in this hour. I also want to direct you to my link for other resources. If you like to read, go to ApostleSoniaBooks.com 
And Sonia is spelled S-O-N-Y-A. I believe there'll be something there for you. Well, until next time on The Voice of Reason. Thanks for tuning in to The Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. Be sure to tune in again next week with the Voice of Reason.